Carrie. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV. Today we're talking about Downton Abbey, the masterpiece classic series created and written by Julian Fellows. Alright, so this is a series, um, if you're not familiar, it's super popular, it's fantastic. Um, it centers on a wealthy family in um, Yorkshire, England, the Crawleys, and their servants. Um, it's, it takes place, I think it starts in 1912, um, which is you know, it's marked at, I, marked by the sinking of the Titanic, mm-hmm. and thus far, thus far it's spanned up through the 20s, and um, I love it. It's dramatic, it's soapy. Um, it has some fantastic <laughs> characters and some really compelling storylines. Yeah, incredible acting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, yeah, the characters are the best part. Yeah. Um, and the setting it, and everything, the, the yes. scenery, yeah, is really... Yes, yeah, it's, it's become a little bit uneven um, in the later seasons, but in general it's a great show, and it, mm-hmm. it's really fascinating how it il- illustrates the time period, yeah. um, whether the historical events, um, the social issues, and just like the day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an, it's an incredible blend of all that. Yeah, you have the history and, and issues of the time like going on in the background, and then you can see how it kind of seeps into the the small like kind of the self-contained world at Downton Abbey with the upstairs people and then the downstairs people and so yeah it's interesting to see their reactions in small part and sometimes in larger parts to yeah the historical issues and things yeah so as we mentioned uh, so the show is created by Julian Fellows and he is the the writer of Gosford Park, which is two thousand one movie, and can you and you watched it? I haven't seen it. Tell can you tell us a little bit about it? To give us because this is kind of a, a precursor to it's not it's not related to Downton Abbey, but this is kind of what set him on the road to Downton. Yeah, Abbey. like that that you know made people think that this concept might be a good <laughs> good for storytelling. Yeah, um Gosford Park's fantastic. Um it feels a lot like Clue. It's a um it's a murder mystery and I think it takes place a little bit later than Downton Abbey. I think it takes place in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Um but it's still, you know, um same same concept, a very wealthy family. Um and their their downstairs servants, and I think it's like one wealthy family going to visit another wealthy family. So they have mm-hmm. like two two sets of staff, and um, a bajillion characters. Like the first time I watched it, I had no idea who was what was going on because I could not keep track of the people. But the second time through, um, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic movie. I I very much recommend it. It's got pretty much like every actor every great actor in england is in it nice yeah and maggie yeah. smith is yeah, in it maggie as well right? in it. is also mm-hmm. in downton abbey yeah. yeah yeah it's it's great so apparently because of the success of gosford park uh, that movie and it was nominated for an academy award did it and i can't remember did it win uh, i think it won an academy award for best script yeah, I'm not double, sure. Let me double check that really quick. Yeah, won, I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it won <laughs> the Academy did, yeah. Award for Best Original Screenplay. Yeah. So it, so okay. anyway, so Gosford Park is award-winning movie uh, by Julian Fellows, and as Carrie described, it's kind of that same yeah upstairs downstairs theme of uh, you know the goings on of a of a great house. 
Um, and so anyway, so because of that success, Julian Fellows was approached to do a series with that, that same theme. And, and he was kind of reluctant because he's like, you know, is, you know, lightning doesn't strike twice. You know, he was, since that was so successful, would he be able to do a whole series, you know, with that, those kind of ideas, not necessarily a murder mystery, but the, you know, the, yeah, the upstairs downstairs yeah. dynamic. Yeah, and um, but he so apparently also at the time he was doing research on American heiresses, and so that that's how Downton Abbey really got started. Because uh, if if you're familiar with Downton Abbey, there Lady Grantham or um, the Mrs. Crawley, Cora, the Cora, yeah, she yeah. she is from America and she married. She traveled from America to England and married into the Crawley family, and her fortune basically rescued that family. Uh, and so that was a, that's a real historical thing that happened at the time. There were like 200 or 300 or more of these American princesses, as sometimes they're called, that were shipped over to the, I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> I mean, the arranged marriages, I'm sure, maybe, you know, but, I mean, Cora Strate- and strategic Robert, they, they're in yeah. love in Downton Abbey, so that, I guess it worked out for, if they were real people, <laughs> they, they were in love, but, um, <laughs> well, well, they weren't when they got married, you know, it yeah, was they very did much say that, a, right. um, yeah, it was very much a strategic alliance, and they did grow to love one another, yeah. but, yeah, it, it was, so yeah. many strategic <laughs> alliances were formed, <laughs> um, like the late 1800s, early 1900s, which is, you know, when, uh, you know, in the fictional world of Downton Abbey, when Cora and Robert would have been married, you know, the uh, late 1800s. Um, so anyway, so that, so Julian Fellows was doing research about that, and, and he's, so that's how Downton Abbey started, was the idea of what if there is a, you know, rich American heiress marrying, marrying into this title, and then, you know, the rest of it just kind of fell into place for Downton Abbey. So you can thank Cora for yeah. <laughs> the character. Well, that's really <laughs> interesting because, like, I, I was aware of it, like, of course, in, in Downton Abbey, but I didn't, I wasn't aware that it was, like, a phenomena that this happened quite a bit. Because um, re- it makes for really interesting storytelling, just, like, mm-hmm. the... Um, the relationship between them like as an American I think it's pretty cool that there's an American on the show mm-hmm. because her like Americanness um comes into play quite a bit yeah. and she has some pretty good quotes about that um yeah so it's pretty interesting that that was like a, a big thing yeah and because of the success of Downton Abbey uh, and then that history to it with the American heiresses and Smithsonian Channel has the series called Million Dollar American Princesses and it's actually hosted by Elizabeth McGovern who plays Cora on Downton Abbey so she she hosts the show where they go into depth of the history of of these these daughters these American daughters that that are married into these uh, British families so yeah, so that's pretty. I thought that was pretty interesting. It's yeah, that is yeah for a fictional show, but then it's like you can really learn a lot. You know, if you, you know, with the tidbits that they put in, you can be like, oh, I wonder about this, and but it Google something and then like <laughs> learn a lot about history. So yeah, I mean, I feel like I mean, this is very much just a, a drama, but there there is so much um, of the time period that yeah. I feel like I've learned a lot just from from um, watching and watching it and then wanting to 
dig deeper and I feel like I've learned a lot about the food at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely like a, a, you know um, doing research for this. So um, so how did you get into Downton Abbey and since it is such like a large ensemble cast do you have any favorite characters? Yeah so I watched the first two seasons of Downton Abbey on Netflix a few years ago uh, and I think at that time, you know, I like binged watched them, of course. <laughs> um, but but then you know, once I was through season two, there I don't think season three was out yet, or wasn't available, you know, for me to watch. And so, because um, I because I just do streaming, um, and so it was a while. There was a, <laughs> a large, I think, a couple of years in between. Um, and so recently, I watched season three and four. And so I haven't seen season five yet, so <laughs> so listeners, if you you know, just be aware that so I don't know what happened in season five. <laughs> um, yeah, but we won't spoil it for. Yeah, for we're gonna you. try not to do. Any we're not gonna spoilers. spoil it for Diana, yeah, and we're not spoil gonna it. spoil it for any of you. Like, um, <laughs> uh, uh, as we mentioned on like a lot of our podcasts, like there will be no major spoilers, but just minor spoilers especially as it relates to food so you know just be forewarned (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's so that's where I'm at um but yeah I it's such an immersive show and as I mentioned like I think the acting is great and yeah some of some of it is maybe a little over the top drama um but I you you just are really drawn in and I especially you know the the backgrounds and the all the details, the props and everything are, it's just really draws you in because it's such a complete mm-hmm. world. Um, but yeah, the character, so... Yeah, very immersive. Yeah, so my favorite characters, it's, it might be obvious, so Mrs. Patmore in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she and Hot Pie could get along, right? Because Hot Pie yeah. was my favorite and he's the cook, you know... <laughs> In I know Game I, of Thrones, yeah. and so of course it would be. Yeah, Ms. I feel Patmore like if that. you're interested in food, yeah, you have an immediate. Um, I'm drawn yeah. to those characters. <laughs> yeah, she is. I just think she is such a, a fun character um, because she's so task oriented, but then she has those soft moments too, especially with Daisy, and kind of like motherly. But yeah, she, but she, she run, still she maintains runs a, the boss. Yeah, you know she runs a tight ship, and especially in that first season, she's like constantly <laughs> yeah. berating poor Daisy. But yeah, I, they gotta I get love... their groove together, you know, because like, yeah. <laughs> Daisy's new. Yeah, yeah, but I love yeah when you get glimpses into um yeah like I love how she takes on like a maternal role for Daisy. <laughs> I love her um companionship with Mrs. Hughes. Yeah, they're they're great together. Yeah, when they have problems, you know, when there are any medical scares, there were, you know, um, when Mrs. Patmore had her eye uh, surgery, or, you know, that that was the issue with her eyes, and then um, Mrs. Hughes, well, I don't know if that's kind of spoiler. Anyway, Mrs. Hughes had a medical thing, and they were together. Like, they supported each other, and I thought that was really... Yeah, um, but also the actress Lindsay Nichol. She just sounds really awesome. Like she just—I think she's maybe in her sixties now. But she got married for the first time when she was fifty-two, and she just sounds 
like just a fun person like really down to earth and there's this uh, little interview that I read and she says that her favorite or not her favorite she wishes that a scene that she could have on the show would be with Maggie Smith but so does that happen in season five at all like because this I think this is like a year or so old but nothing nothing that like stands out in my mind I'm sure she's spoken to her at some point yeah but uh, but to have (laughs) so Mrs. Patmore and you know Violet Crawley like if they had a scene together or something but but (laughs) because she because she just thinks Maggie Smith is great and um, who who doesn't so that's like so as a as an actor on Downton Abbey, that's like her, what she thinks would be cool to happen. But anyway, <laughs> um, but it's so funny because she she's also been on a few other shows um, that um, the Americans might have seen uh, kind of recently, and I wonder if it's because of the success of Downton Abbey. Uh, but she made a guest appearance on Once Upon a Time, and also like just recently on Supernatural <laughs> and in that like I just I actually just watched that episode today of Supernatural that that uh, Lindsay Nichol was in and she was or Les- I think it's Leslie Nichol Leslie sorry yeah. what did I say oh sorry <laughs> it's like right in front of me and then I say it right. um Les- Leslie Nichol yeah so she was like a witch that was the eat the eight children <laughs> So yeah. she, and she was like chopping up onions and like making soup. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. When you told me that, like, I I don't watch Supernatural, so I'm not really sure about the storyline. But I googled it and saw a screenshot, and she looks crazy. She's she's like Mrs. Patmore's doppelganger. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the darkest got, like, timeline. Yeah, Mrs. she's still she's still cooking, <laughs> but she's got like wild hair and you know yeah. really witchy looking. So. And putting kids in the soup. Yeah, super creepy. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, Mrs. Power's dark side. Yeah. So, anyway, so that, <laughs> there's that. Anyway, so she's, so Mrs. Patmore is one of my favorite characters. And then, yeah, I also like Daisy and her her progress, uh, character development, you know, the, a growth through this the show. Um, and then, of course, everybody's favorite, right, is Violet Crawley, Maggie Smith. Yes, the <laughs> uh, one and only. Yeah, and I wonder if people watch the show because they're like waiting for her to transform into a cat or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all the Harry Potter fans, us included, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that would be a crazy crossover. She's <laughs> Violet Crowley is really Professor McGonagall. <laughs> <laughs> but and then she was also in Hook. She was the elder Wendy. Um. And she was in another Julian Fellows movie called From Time to Time. And it's based on... Let me see if I can remember the author's name. Um, it's based on a book, but it's it takes place like World War II time period. And yeah, it's based on a novel by Lucy M. Whoa, where'd it go? Lucy M... Boston, yeah. So anyway, so that I saw that on Netflix, and that was a nice. It's it's like a um, a family movie. Nice. I might have to check that movie. out. Yeah. That Maggie, the ever wonderful. Yeah, she's. I've Maggie never Smith. been disappointed by Maggie Smith. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about your. So what's your Downton experience and your favorite characters? Well, let's see. I I watched it. Um, I I saw. Um, yeah, season one. I think a little bit after it came out, and I, I 
kept up as it as the series rolled out. And um, I just finished um, season five like two nights ago. And um, you know, as I said, it's gotten a little uneven, but that doesn't mean that like there are still great storylines and above all like just fantastic character moments like there were mm-hmm. a couple times that i just teared up because it's i don't know it's sweet yes, it's, the tears. it's sweet it's touching i mean this I, i've cried because it's sad i've cried because it's happy like yeah it's it's yeah fantastic um as far as favorite characters you know of course you know of course violet crawley um but others i like i was not a mary fan off the bat because she's just so snobbish, but mm-hmm. somehow I got drawn in, and I've been enraptured by the Ice Queen. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Daisy's another one of my favorites. She's adorable. Everything that comes out of her mouth is amusing. I love when she's happy. I love when she's <laughs> angry. Um, yeah, she's fantastic. Super entertaining. Um, and just in general, like, there's so many characters, but I think one of the strongest parts of the show is how it treats just companionships between them um Mm. because of course there's like um tons of courtships going on but i think the the companionships are a little bit more subtle but um just so realistic and just really nice like whether it's between violet and isabel um mrs hughes and carson um even like thomas and o'brien before they i was gonna say (laughs) that's a like yeah like their their wicked friendship (laughs) before they became mortal enemies yeah like it's just really nice yeah just because these people they they live together they work together they see each other every day and just the dynamic that develops between them is great yeah, yeah. I, I do really appreciate that. Yeah, it's nice to see. Because, see, yeah, it's not all romance, though there is a lot of that thrown in. I feel like, especially in the later yeah. <laughs> seasons, the later seasons, yeah, it's like, oh, let's get everybody yeah. hooked up with, you know, with many people. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, that is, but, yeah, I do like the friendship. That is, like, the goal in life is to get everybody moments. married off, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I do, I do like the friendships that are explored. And, yeah. Yeah, it's just nice. Yeah, and even, like, you know, the maternal relationship that develops, you know, between Mrs. Patmore Mm -hmm. and Daisy, and um, just, uh, yeah, the the arcs of their, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, based on time spent together and, like, the hardships they've gone through or just the... Yeah, yeah, it's like... They've been through a war. ...many different (laughs) ways, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think something that's really cool about the show is um, uh, where it's filmed is, so it's Highclere Castle, and so that's a, a real place. So like in the in the show, when they show the outside of Downton Abbey, that is Highclere Castle, um, which is, let's see, where is, where is it? It's in Hampshire. There we go. Which, as an American, I'm like, I don't... Yeah, I'm like, that means... It's in Hampshire. (laughs) Well, to nothing to me. Well, I know the... Where's Hampshire? It takes... Well, the story takes place in Yorkshire, so is Hampshire, like, close to there? I know it's like... Uh, So Hampshire is a county in the southern coast of England. Oh, then I guess no, because Yorkshire is supposed to be in the north. Yeah. Yeah. Yorkshire is... (laughs) Sorry, sorry, English people. (laughs) Yeah, us Americans are trying to figure this out. (laughs) But, but yeah, yeah, Yorkshire. So thank, thank you, Wikipedia. It has like little maps. So 
the red blob for Yorkshire <laughs> <laughs> is in the north, and then for Hampshire is in the oh, south. Okay. So, but anyway, so Highclere Castle is a real place that exists, and uh, in a lot of the interiors for the upstairs people, um, like the sitting room and the dining room and, and such, those are and the library, and those are the are real rooms in the castle in Highclere. Yeah, that's great uh, that they're filming, like, in the actual rooms. Yeah. And they're they're magnificent. They're, Mm -hmm. yeah. And in some of the scenes, like the dinner scenes, some of the uh, plates are actually, like, some of the dishware um, and some of the other props, they're not really props. Like, they're actual real um, items from the from high Claire. nice very authentic so they just, that must be really easy to it's like oh you know <laughs> all of our stuff is just already here like we we don't have to you know bring in a whole bunch of stuff from studios or whatever you know we can just use the stuff that's already yeah here. convenient <laughs> yeah um but then the downstairs set and then like the servants quarters and stuff that that is filmed at a studio at ealing studios uh, which is I'm not sure how far apart they are, but it's farther. Apart. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that so, kind of yeah, that's that's yeah. interesting because that kind of goes into um, you know what we were reading about like how they treat food on the show because mm-hmm. um, yeah. there there are constant constant like dinner parties like this is life yes. revolves around um, food for obvious reasons you know because that's just how you interact. Um, that's how you network, that's how you entertain um, at the time, and so um, they would have to prepare the food downstairs and serve it upstairs, but they're actually, like, fixing two completely separate meals. Yeah, yeah. but they have to make it look exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it's like, I was reading an article and it said, yeah, so the, so in one scene, you, you know, you're downstairs and you see Mrs. Patmore and Daisy, like, whipping up something and then in real life it's like two weeks later they film the scene, you know, at Highclere Castle where they're actually eating the food. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's not <laughs> not the same. Yeah, but they did food, pretty well with consistency. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like with the scene, the dining scenes and stuff, sometimes it's a 12 hour day for like that one scene and so the actors, pace, <laughs> they have to, like, yourself. pace themselves, yeah, <laughs> with this amazing food, but, <laughs> but it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't be amazing after 12 hours <laughs> if you keep have, taking bites and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. like, I think it's... So that's it, interesting, behind-the-scenes stuff you, that goes on. You found this great article on um, PBS about the the food, and they were saying, yeah, that the actors will nibble on, like, cucumbers and <laughs> some yeah. watercress during the scene so they don't get completely stuffed. Yeah, so Lisa Heathcote, she's the food stylist for the show. Um, yeah, and we'll put a, <clears throat> we'll put a link to this really informative uh, PBS article about her and the, the food styling. Um, that's interesting because, you know, as we said, that it's a lot of the scenes are filmed at on location at Highclere Castle and so for the like the first three seasons she had a, a tent and she called it an easy up um, that that's where she would prepare the food and uh, but then it got really cold 
And so, <laughs> let's see. Maybe we can. Read, yeah, she well, had some. She part. had some gravy shenanigans. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Wait, let me see if I can find it. It's, but yeah, it like got frozen. The gravy was frozen. <laughs> Yeah, one particularly icy and windy day she described, I turned around to find that the gravy had become frozen, and we couldn't even lift the gravy boat off the table because it was frozen there. (laughs) Whoops. The Crawleys would not stand for that. No. Especially by... (laughs) Or Mr. Carson, he would probably have a cow. Yeah, although there are plenty of, um, like, you know, on-screen food mishaps, you know, so that sounds like it would fit right in. Yeah, the lobster. Well, the on on screen mishap. Remember when James? Oh no, it was. Uh, well, James moved the spoons or the the serving utensils on the plate of the lobster, and then Alfred ended up tipping the <laughs> the lobster into Violet's into lap. like the worst possible lab you could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pick to dump a yeah. lobster. Well, it's interesting. She's like she seems her character seems so you know strict, but then she really, I I really that's one thing that makes her awesome. And then she, you know that you really see more and more her kindness is exposed more and more through you know as the series progresses. But but yeah. So in that scene, yeah, the lobster ends up in her lap. But so you know in. For the filming of that, you know, they couldn't, it couldn't be real lobster, obviously, because it's like a silk outfit, so they had to make <laughs> pretend prawns and lobster. They wouldn't and, actually you know, ruin yeah. her clothes with the filming. It really bounced off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then Isis, the dog, like, ran off. It was a chew toy. Just kidding. No, I... <laughs> so wasn't the dog, wasn't, it was Pharaoh in the beginning, is that right? And then the name changed to Isis? Did they, like, figure out that the dog was female or something? Oh. <laughs> and that changed. I read that somewhere. I, that I, I can't remember, the you know, because it was so many years ago, the first couple seasons. But, like, I read that in the beginning the dog was fair. Oh, okay. I don't remember. And I only then, remember it being yeah, Isis. But you may be, but you may be fir- right. Isis is fuzzy buns. That's the first thing we see with the credits. Oh, that's right. It's her <laughs> wagging her tail. <laughs> Yeah, so I wonder how much food the dog gets, like, off <laughs> on the side, like all the special meats. Yeah, that's some good table scraps. Yeah, but I'll talk a little bit more about, I'll talk about Isis in a little bit later when we talk about our recipes, because my recipe had a little something to do with her. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, and so the um, Lisa Heathcote, the food stylist, she said that, that the... The cooks, like Daisy and Mrs. Patmore, they, because they, you know, act as kitchen people, um, but she said that they have become better at chopping. That's right, yeah, because <laughs> I, I don't think pastries. either of them can, like, actually cook in real life, but I, I imagine... Well, they might, but... <laughs> well, no, I actually... Well, yeah. okay, I, I won't speak for, oh. for Daisy, but I did see, like, a quote from Leslie Nichols that... <laughs> oh, did she say? Her dark secret that she can't cook... <laughs> <laughs> Although I would imagine after clocking so many hours as Mrs. Patmore, she probably absorbed some of the skill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you're mentioning that the fish has to be fake because otherwise the smell would be redonkulous. Like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's lots of real food, but also lots of fake food because it just Yeah, wouldn't. for practicality. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't work otherwise. 
and you were and you were saying um and you mentioned it earlier but the was it mrs beaton's oh yes book of household management is that yes okay um so yeah back into the actual um history of the series um i i feel like england has this terrible reputation for not having very good food but that's not actually they even mention that in the show well because of the americans that come over and they're like uh I would say that, yeah, does that actually, like, that That makes an Just very subtly, when Cora's brother and mom come to visit oh, in right, season right, right. four. Okay. Yeah, but. so I think the reason it has such a bad reputation, or so I've read, is because, um, like, of the scarcity of food during wartime, and also that was the time that, like, you know, Americans would be over there, so the their food experience in England was not great. But, as we can see from the show... The um, cooks, especially in large houses such as Downton, yeah, um, upper class people. Yeah. yeah, the cooks were extremely skilled and um, used fantastic techniques. Um, and um, Mrs. Beaton's book of household management um, was a very popular book. I think it was published in the late eighteen hundreds. And um, like pretty much every household in England had it. It was the you know, official cookbook of the time, and um, I think all the all the dishes in um, Downton Abbey are based on this book. Yeah, Julian Fellows said that yeah that the recipes for all the foods yeah the so show it's came from that yeah book. so it's yeah. pretty much what they would have been cooking at the time. So accurate, like yeah. like the the viewers we don't we would never know that right I mean, unless, you know like you know, we like don't know what kind of roast it, chicken this is or you know whatever but yeah it. it it's from the book. It just adds to the authenticity of the show, and it's, yeah, it's really, it, like, it's so impressive. What an incredible detail behind the scenes to do. You know, it's, it's like, we, but <laughs> it's not like a regular person is going to be like, oh, that food is from Mrs. Beaton's Book of Household Management. <laughs> but, like, but it is. And it's, that's really cool to learn. Yeah. Yeah, and actually my, my recipe comes from Mrs. Beaton's book of household management. So. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mrs. Patmore. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, I did want to mention um, also that PBS has a show called Secrets of the Manor House, and one of the episodes is uh, Secrets of Highclere Castle. Um, and I, th- I think that's viewable online. Uh, or on YouTube, but so anyway, so just more like more information about the Carnarvon family that owns Cyclare Castle, and you know their 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 lineage and and all that. Oh, actually, something totally off topic. Well, not totally. It has to do with the Carnarvon family of Cyclare Castle. <laughs> um, so one of the of the earls there. Um, Let's see. Yeah, bankrolled the ex the expedition um, that led to the discovery of Tutankhamun's tomb in Egypt. Oh, interesting. Just like random facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Julian Fellows was actually born in Egypt, so. <laughs> oh, comes full what? circle. What? What? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so there's that. So yeah, million dollar. American Princesses on Smithsonian Channel, and then PBS's um, Secrets of the Manor House. Those might be cool things to 
couple shows to look up if you're interested in more of the history surrounding Downton Abbey, like the time period. Yeah, and, and to yeah. that point, um, yeah, I can drop a couple more um, things that you might want to check out if you find yeah. find this period of history enthralling, um, which I think we both do. Um, mm-hmm. But let's see, there's a there's a great website called um, Downton Abbey Cooks which mm-hmm. has a ton of recipes um, from the show, and I think she also um, released a cookbook, um, which I'm thinking to get, because it looks pretty good. It's like 220-plus recipes, authentic from the time. And um, let's see, who runs this site? Her name's Pamela Foster, and she is a culinary historian. That sounds yeah, so, so impressive. Like, So, yeah, I, I've read... Does she have a degree on her wall? That's like, <laughs> yeah, I've read, I've read her um, blog for a while, and so she's got, like, a bunch of interesting, um, like, food-related tidbits from the time, and it's, yeah, it's really great. Um, there's another um, podcast that I absolutely love called um, Up Yours Downstairs, and, uh, which <laughs> hilarious name and hilarious podcast um like it's not just my favorite Downton Abbey podcast it's one of my favorite podcasts in general um Kelly and Tom are hilarious they offer great um recaps of Downton Abbey as well as um other shows and movies from this time period and mm-hmm. and just a bunch of like um historical and cultural knowledge and there's also a great site called Edwardian Promenade Mm. Which is, like, I have only skimmed the surface of this, but it's um, got a ton, a ton of information from the time period. Um, Mostly, like, um, just, like, customs and cultural things, but just about how people lived at that time. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, really interesting stuff. Did you know that Julian Fellows, his full name is Julian Alexander Kitchener Fellows? I did not. <laughs> He's a Kitchener. One who kitchens. I don't oh. well, did, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know where. Well, did we mention? But he's got kitchen in his name. I don't, I don't know if we remember to mention, mention when we first were talking about him, but his mother was in service. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, we didn't. We didn't mention it earlier. So. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's um, cool. likely why he has such a... A tie. And, yeah, yeah, a tie to this connection. Yeah, exactly. So, well, with that, why don't we get into our recipes? Yes. Do what, Who wants to go first? Um, what? <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can do rock, paper, scissors with our voices. Just yeah. kidding. You go first. How about you go first? Okay, sure. Well, yeah. So, well, I was just talking about Miss Beaton's <laughs> book of household management, and yeah. I cooked the apple charlotte recipe from it. Um, which is super simple, which is ironic because the whole reason that the Apple Charlotte comes into play into the story is because a guest at Downton, um, Sir Anthony Strallen, who becomes a pretty prominent character, um, loves this dessert and has requested it, but poor Mrs. Patmore can't read it because her eyesight is failing, and so she, yeah. she would prefer to make her raspberry meringue. Um, which I also looked at the recipe for, and it looks lovely, but it looks way more complicated than the apple charlotte, so if she could have mm-hmm. only read the recipe, she would have saved herself a little work. Because all it is, basically, is just layers of bread and apples and brown sugar and a little bit of lemon zest, and that's it. You just layer those things and bake it, um, flip it over, and yeah, apple charlotte. Nice. Yeah. And isn't it, it's, is it sometimes referred to as a, like a type of 
bread pudding kind of? Yeah, I w- yeah, yeah, I would definitely um, categorize it as a bread pudding because, um, yeah, like I said, it is slices of bread and it gets kind of like you know moist and custardy. It's really good, um, and I made I made a um, creme anglaise to go with it. Um, which um, is like a liquid custard that you can serve with desserts. Um, it's usually like vanilla, but I made a um, a Lady Grey tea flavored one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was really nice with the apple because like Lady Grey tea is it's like Earl Grey, but it's got um, more lemon. But it's for ladies. Yeah, it's for ladies. It's, it's got <laughs> it's got more lemon and orange, and so it's a little bit more citrusy, and so it weren't really nice mm-hmm. with the um, with the apples. That sounds really yeah. nice. I I so I remember. You know, back was it like it's season one or two where Mrs. Patmore has the the eye trouble, mm-hmm. but in three or four there's a, a scene, and I feel like they mention Charlotte. I mean, at the food, like um, it's like Violet was having a meal at Isabel's home, and then what was the name of the housekeeper that was a prostitute? Oh, um... E, didn't it begin with E? Was it Ethel? Or? I think it was Ethel. I think, yeah. Ethel. Yeah, so she brings in a food. She's been trying really hard to cook well, and she brings in dessert, and then Lord Grantham, he's like, I want you guys to leave, you know, because she was formerly a prostitute, and all the ladies are like, poo-poo on you. And But <laughs> Violet says, it seems a pity to miss such a good pudding. <laughs> And, but I'm pretty sure there she was referring to it was a type of Charlotte, like the bread, you know, with the fruit type, you know. Okay, uh, yeah. I don't know if it was apple Charlotte, but uh, anyway, yeah. I could be totally wrong. No, you're probably right. Like, I don't remember that, think that specifically, <laughs> but that would have made sense. I should, yeah. like, go back and watch it. But that's her quote. She's like, seems it seems a pity to miss such a good pudding. So is this, is, like, a, dang skippy. is a Charlotte in general like a bread pudding? And so by saying apple Charlotte, it's like apple bread pudding? Yeah, no, I don't know. And I think it's named after um, Queen Charlotte, which um, so is Charlotte, North Carolina, where I live. So. <laughs> nice. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, when I look it up, it's just like. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. I'll be honest. I I had heard of it, but I really had no <laughs> idea what it was, and so I was like. I'm pretty sure, because I looked it up a little bit, too. Because um, that's a recipe I want to try. So um, Yeah, it's really easy to make. Like, I'll definitely make it again, because it's a, it's a simple dessert. And, um, you know, like, whenever you're, like, planning a dinner party or whatever, like, dessert's always an afterthought for me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll make, like, a cake or whatever the day before, so I don't have to worry about it. But this would be a, a great thing to make. Because it's simple to put together, and... Um, but still really nice. And you, yeah. you can make it with different kinds of bread, too. Like, I made it with just um, white bread, but you can use, like, hollow bread, or you could use, like... Um, I want to try, like, c- like, Hawaiian sweet bread. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, I right. saw, like, one that with, um, like, cinnamon raisin bread. Mm. That'd be good. That's smart. Yeah, because yeah, it's already got some bits in it. Yeah. yeah. Some. So, yeah, it's so simple. You could definitely, like, play around with the recipe and jazz it up a little bit. Yeah. So I also did a desserty dish, and it's crepes Suzette. Crepes. 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 <laughs> Just kidding. No. <laughs> Cre- 
crepes. I'm going to say crepes. I know. I have a hard time saying crepes. Crepes. Yeah, so so they are crepes (laughs) that are very um, orangey. So they're citrusy as well. Um, And my... The, the one that I did is based off of a Bobby Flay recipe. Um, so so not from <laughs> from Downton Abbey Cooks. I actually, like, I went to Downton Abbey Cooks and, um, and like, look, because they listed some of the recipes. Because I couldn't remember, like, I can remember some that in the more recent uh, seasons that I watched. But I couldn't remember from the, you know, first couple seasons. Um, so anyway, so they have a little list, and I was like, oh, crepes, crepes. <laughs> I'm gonna, let me check that out. And so I did, and then I, like, searched for what are, what are all the ways that they could, that, you know, that, um, crepes so that Suzette can be made. Um, and then I, this one, so I thought Bobby Flay's recipe sounded doable and, um, pretty straightforward. And, but also, like, not too easy, because, like, there are some crepes recipes that are, like, and too, maybe too easy sounds kind of like a dumb thing to say, <laughs> like, oh, we'll go for it, but I wanted, I, I, yeah, I like this one because it's, it's, I have all the ingredients, but it doesn't seem too simple. Okay, there's, like, a technique. Like, it has more flavor. A technique and, involved. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think this has, it had really good flavor, like, warm or room temperature or cold it still tastes good like um right after they're made or even the next day they're good yeah like eat it with fork or just pick it up with your hands <laughs> i mean so there it's really i, I thought this this is a great recipe nice. um i mean a great type of food um and anyway so it's just flour uh, and this one calls for three eggs some recipes um call for fewer um but I, I like the eggy-ness to it because I feel like it gives it more texture. Um, and then I, usually the Suzette's call for um, liqueur. Uh, but, I, but I don't drink alcohol and so I'm like, let me just put in some extra orange juice. <laughs> and and so I did. Yeah, and then orange zest as well. And vanilla extract. Um, but I used butter vanilla. You know, because butter just butter <laughs> period you know yeah what other what? explanation do you need yeah I'm, yeah I'm so, with you. yeah anyway so you you know mix up your batter and then it's you know scrapes are supposed to be very thin so basically it's like the european pancake i guess or what it, like i don't know i forget where crepes originated is it like are they danish or i had them i went to a crepe shop when i was in belgium Actually, and and they was they were like traditionally made, and it was sweet or savory dishes made with that, made with crepes. Um, but anyway, but this one, it's as I mentioned, it's orange flavored, and then there's a sauce that you make. So it's just like basically orange juice and sugar. You boil it so it can thicken, and then you soak your crepes in it, and then fold them up into like little triangle packets. And, and I made uh, some homemade whipped cream. Just, you know, put a little dollop of that on the plate. Serve, like, two, two crepes, crepes <laughs> at a time. And it's really great. I Yeah, really that sounds it. fantastic. I, lo- yeah. I love, like, anything, like, orange and cream together, like the creamsicle <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, so that sounds great. 
And so in the show that they come about in like season two, um, but the Isis ends up like getting the leftovers. The dog ends up getting leftovers because I think it's Ethel or one of the maids um, like upsets or just annoys Mrs. Patmore. (laughs) And she wanted, the maid wanted to have the leftover crepe Suzette. And then Miss Patmore because she was annoyed with oh, her. Oh, that's right. Like, nope. I had forgotten Burr. about that. Yeah, put it like, on the floor. I'd rather feed it to the dog. <laughs> Give it to you. Yeah. So there's so there's where Isis comes in again. Nice. <laughs> she, she got the the crepes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a lucky dog. <laughs> so I think that's yeah we I think we've covered. Oh, I did want to mention one more thing. That I thought was really cool. How, especially a couple years ago, how Downton Abbey in America was like. I don't know, it was like top of the charts. I mean, it was so popular. It was mentioned in so many random places. Like, I was in college at the time, and it was like mentioned in random, you know, some of my classes just randomly, and like... (laughs) But also, Iron Man 3. (laughs) It was mentioned like twice. Oh, really? Or so, in Iron Man 3. (laughs) So, anyway... Yeah, Downton Abbey gets around. All right, yeah, you know you've yeah. made it, Downton Abbey, if you get a... <laughs> yeah. So they just finished airing, I mean, recently finished airing um, season five, and you watched the Christmas special as yes. well, right? Yeah, and that's the, another thing. I love that it. they have Christmas specials. That just reminds yeah. me of, like, being a kid <laughs> for some reason. Well, they yeah. do that with Doctor Who, too. Like, oh, okay. You know, I, and so I wonder if that's, like, like a, a British thing It must thing be a British thing, yeah, because, I mean, I feel like they used to do that here all the time, like, in the 80s, but they don't really yeah. do that that much anymore. But, yeah, so I love... I mean, in America, they'll do that with shows that are already airing mm-hmm. at that time. But like, yeah, like they'll have like yeah. a Christmas episode of the show, but not like because it's already not on like a the air. random yeah. episode. Like, yeah, because like a uh, yeah, because yeah, with like Downton Abbey, episode, like the season yeah. will be wrapped up, and then a few months later they'll have the, they'll, the yeah. Christmas. they do the same thing with Doctor Who. Yeah, oh, okay, cool. nice. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's my connection because <laughs> I also love Doctor Who, another British show that I love. But yeah, you're right. I think that's a really nice touch you know a nice way to connect with the fan base is to do those special episodes mm-hmm. yeah so there will be a season six yeah there will be a season six and maybe I, the last one yeah maybe the last yeah. one which i think it would be good if it was the last one because it seems like yeah. yeah they need to wrap up some of these stories and like commit to some of these <laughs> stories and it could be really great yeah. you know so i'll i'll be on board till the end because i think it's a great show um yeah season six <laughs> nice Okay, we can wrap up this show. Um, We'll put notes to anything we talked about as well as our recipes on our website, fictionkitchenpodcast.com. You can find us, um, let's see, you can email us at fictionkitchenpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You can find our podcast on iTunes. And we're also both on Twitter. I'm at Carrie Rashid. And I am at Fiction Food. So great. Thanks so much for listening. And an aristocrat without servants is about as useful as a glass hammer. Dun dun dun.